I, I just want to come alongside your pastor and, and speak a little bit along the line of growth. Y'all been talking about growth? Has anybody been challenged? All right, so we're good at challenging folks. Let me first go to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. This is New Living Translation. 2 Peter chapter 1. It says, by His divine, verse 3, excuse me, chapter 1, verse 3. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know Him, the One who called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. And because of His glory and excellence, He's given us great and precious promises. Anybody thank God for the Word of God? We renew our mind on the Word of God, and that good work God's placed on the inside of us, He brings the full completion. These are the promises that enable you to share His divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view of all this, and here's where I'm talking about today, we're going to grow. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with generous provision of moral excellence. And moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. Isn't that a good word? Say with me, love for everyone. All right, tell the person next to you, how did you get so good looking? I don't know how you got so good looking. I just don't know how you got so good looking, but, I, but I'm supposed to get along with you. I don't know, but I'm, I'm trying, I'm growing. Now tell that person next to you, forgive me because I'm not perfect like you, but I'm working on it. All right, so that always gets a laugh. Okay, so, but the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you'll be in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. By, but those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted, blind, forgetting that they've been cleansed from their old sins. So today, we're just going to be challenged to grow. Growth without change is impossible. Growth without pain is impossible. I'll tell you what, if you want a promotion on the job and you go to your employer and say, how can I be more valuable to you? Pain is in your future. Because you'll need to go to a seminar, you'll need to study, you'll need to learn, you'll need to apply, you'll need to know something you don't know right now. How many know that the holiday seasons are coming up? And after the holiday season, sometimes we need to lose a few pounds. I'm just talking about myself now. Don't judge me. Isn't that funny? After Thanksgiving dinner, you say, oh, Jesus. And I say, don't blame it on him. No, but anyway, but if you're going to lose some weight, you know what? Guess what? Some pain is in your future. Learning will require us to give up something to go somewhere we've never been. So success, I got this from John Maxwell. He said success is knowing your purpose, knowing why you exist, knowing your why. You've got to know your why. Otherwise, you'll get into all kinds of what that you know, you know you shouldn't be into. This church has a why, and that's why you express it in all the different things that you do. You, you, are, you exist because you have a why of why God has created you with certain talents and abilities. And once you discover that, then you focus on those things and become a full expression of what God wants you to be. 
So success is knowing your purpose, and then listen, growing to reach your maximum potential. Maximum potential. And then sowing seeds that benefit others. We can all grow. Could you agree with me on that? We can all grow. Every single one of us here right now, we can grow spiritually. We can grow uh, into having a better marriage, right? How many know that if you want a better marriage, there's something you got to learn? There's something you have to change. There's some awareness you need to come into. My wife and I, we've been married next year 30 years. Wow. Tell that person next year, boy, they sure look good for their age. Just help me. Just do that. <laughs> just, 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 just do that. Thanks. And, um, uh, <laughs> but we can all grow in having a better marriage. We can grow in our relationships. If you're single, you can, you can, you can grow in whatever, whatever life mode you are. You can grow in having better friendships. You can grow in uh, development on the job, in your career. We can, we can grow, but here's the thing. Conditional statement. If we are willing to grow. This time next year, my wife and I, and actually we brought our church here sometimes when Tony Cook was here, when you had your Living Faith Crusade, so we've been sneaking in and out. And so sometimes we'll just come and, and, uh, but this time next year, when you see me again, I'll be a better man. I'll, I'll be a better husband. I'll be a better father. I'll be a better pastor. I'll be a better leader. I'll be better at what God has called me to do. I know the way I'm wired. I, I, I know what my assignment is. I focus on those areas. And I know I'll be better because I choose to grow. Change is in my future. Pain is in my future. I will not stop growing just because I'm going to face some pain of having to go through things. You know, the Word of God instructs us. It's on our instruction manual. Then people are the test. How many found out that 99 and 9 tenths of your challenges come through people? I've heard ministers before, I love the ministry, I'm just not too thrilled with the people sometimes. Well, we're in the people business. Say it with me, I'm going to choose to grow. I'm coming up. You know, one thing I know about Pastor Mitch and his wife, Susan, and we, we know that they are some growing individuals. They're not satisfied. They're not like settling for, for average. They continually grow. Every time I, sometimes we'll meet individual, we'll meet halfway and just spend a little time together and say, what book are you reading? Here's a book. And I've just been to this conference and this is what we're doing. This is what we're changing. I'm, I'm like hyperventilating and I'm catching up with everything he's doing. That's why I like to hang out with him because iron sharpens iron. You don't want to just hang around folks that when you leave, you're like, oh, I think I'll do less. <laughs> Compared to them, I'm doing good, you know. Much less hanging out with people that when you leave their presence, you feel dirty. Now, I'm not talking about witnessing to people because, I mean, we're in a world. I'm just talking about when you're, when you're pulling up close to a friend, they ought to have your values. They ought to have some etiquette. They ought to have some moral character because good company... Bad company corrupts good morals. I, I really watch because if I'm going to keep going uh, up higher and fulfill God's will for my life, I know that there's certain people I can hang around with. There's certain people I can. 
can't, and, and so I'm getting ahead of myself, but here's the question I have for you. Who do you need in your life, and who do you need out of your life? You need both, sometimes. Why is, why is growing so important? Now, I'm just coming down some things about the church, about our life, because individually, if we don't grow, if you're a business owner or an employee, if you're an employee and you just choose just to remain at the level of competence in your, in your job, then you're just going to level out. If in your business you're not progressively learning what's coming down the pike, let me tell you what. What has Uber replaced? Cabs. What has Airbnb replaced? What has Blockbuster been replaced by? And on and on and on. Did I, did I say something funny? What did I do? I do it all the time. I don't even know what I did, but I, I'm, I'm assuming it was good or I just dangled a participle or something. Okay. But anyway, too many people, too many businesses, and listen now, too many churches are perfectly equipped at reaching a world that no longer exists. If I don't change on the job, and I don't get some more upskills. If I don't change as a business owner and stay, stay ahead of current technology and, and, and the way of doing and being right in, in the church, in the, in the business realm, but also what I like to see about this church is you guys are, are improving your methods without compromising the message or the presence of God. But we can't come onto this campus or wherever we go. We can't come there and, and feel like we just went back in time 40 years. Because that's really going to repel the very culture we're trying to attract. Let me say it again. Too many churches or people or businesses are perfectly equipped to reach a world that no longer exists. One of the challenges I have to face in leading a region of ministers is that I have to challenge them to... to Enjoy the word, enjoy the message, enjoy the presence, but let's get some update on your, your, your presentation. Too often we fall in love with one way of doing church, and then we become a culture unto ourselves, and therefore we're repelling the culture that we say we want to win. Come on, growth without change is impossible. Tell the person that you, listen, I got a word of knowledge for you. Tell the person that you, change is in your future. Now tell that person next to you, you are a pain. Oh, I'm just, I was going good until I said that. Excuse me. What I meant to say is pain is in your future. Okay, you will feel pain. You will. You know, one of the things about our church, it's very beautiful, just like your church. It looks like heaven. There's not white. There's not just black. There's not eight. There's not what. I love this. At our church, it's very much, yeah, give yourself a hand. Because what I understand about this church is that this church has to have some cultural competence. What does that mean? We can't be extreme this or be extreme that. There's a sound for this house. There's an anointing for this house. There's a rhyme and a reason in this house that each culture can get along with each other because you're talking about it. You're forgiving each other. We don't deny what some of our forefathers did, but I'm here to say that, man, please forgive us. We're going to give you a better experience, and we're going to go ahead and get hope, help, and healing, and then all of a sudden, you know, we, we, we're going to walk and do life together because life goes sideways sometimes. Then all of a sudden, we're going to get together and start operating in the kingdom culture. 
When there's neither male nor female, white nor black. Listen, we're all one in Christ Jesus, but we can't start there. The world will never be united until they meet Jesus. So don't think it's going to get better out there. It should get better in here so you can take it out there. And our role is to go out into our world as salt and light and give that race a different race, a better experience. And realize when sideways comes at your way, you walk in the love of God. You don't say a thing and something different is about you. And they'll say, why? Why are you the way you are? And you know what witnessing is? Just simply saying, let me just tell you about my story. My pastor's black. Someone say, oh, you got a black pastor. I said, I do. I forgot I did. I was on a panel one time, says, what, what's it, when I was, my wife and I served at uh, uh, a church for eight years, plus we're on their board, we've been serving with them for about 30 years, but, uh, you know, we were on a panel one time, and they said, so how, well, how's it feel to go to all-black church? I said, I didn't realize I did. I really didn't realize I did. We had to learn, we had to grow, we had to change, we had to learn culture, but I, I don't know, I just, race, grace has no race. I said, grace has no race. If God's your father, we're in the same family. And so uh, you're just looking at your brother or your sister, and, and I'm telling you what, you all just like, look like me today. We're in the same family, right? Last time I checked, the blood of Jesus is red anyway. So anyway, we can all grow beyond our current level. We can all grow. Say, I'm growing. I'm growing. I'm growing. So we can all grow beyond our current level. Let me give you a scripture in Proverbs 13, 23. This is, this is huge. This is huge. Proverbs 13, 23. It says, much food. I mean, that's a lot of food. We, like yesterday. A lot of food. A lot of food. It was really good. Much food is where? In the fallow ground of the poor. What is fallow ground? Unused ground. Undeveloped potential, unseeded ground. There's a lot of food in an acre over there that hadn't been worked yet. If we would just cultivate it, if we would just develop it, there would be as much food as we would need produced. Potential could be considered as the uncultivated ground of people's lives. You're more than what you are right now. If you'll just choose to grow and apply yourself. Say it with me. I'm more than what I am. That's sort of proverbial. But what I'm saying is we've seen great potential untapped in people's lives all around us. Have you ever, you know, when you were growing up, you saw this family member. They were just so talented. And then you go back to maybe a class reunion. You go back to a family reunion. All of a sudden you realize that person didn't develop that potential in their life. There's certain things I'm doing today, I wasn't like the first one someone would pick to be doing what I'm doing today. However, I just chose to stay on the path of growth and change and learning what I didn't know, becoming more competent. I'm not saying I'm all that because I have, how many know the more that you know, the more, li- the, the more that you know, the more you realize you don't know. It is just the truth. We can see that 
God challenged the Apostle Paul to challenge his church in Philippians 3, verse 14. He said, I'm not saying I have all this together, that I have it made, but I am well on my way. He said, reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward. He's beckoning us upward. He's beckoning us, come on up another step. Learn something new. Get through that current pain you're in. There, there's a blessing on the other side. I'm often running, and I'm not turning back. What is potential? How do we reach our full potential? Potential is what might be and what could be, but is not yet. But we're on our way. What do I have to do? What do I have to do in order to grow out of the current level I'm in? First of all, make a commitment to grow every single day. Every single day. And I want you, whether it's on your iPhone or notepad, there's going to be something that stands out to you. Write it down, otherwise it'll get away from you, and then apply it. Let me tell you how important growth is. Growth is the only guarantee that your future will get better. How many want a better marriage? Now, that's not, I mean, you're sitting with your wife or your spouse, it's okay, raise your hand, I could raise my hand. We, we have a marriage class going on the third rotation because it's so packed out and there's so needs, so many needs. But there's some people come to us sometime as, man, we really need work on our marriage. I said, well, there's a class over there. Pain is in your future. But I have to get up earlier. Uh, yeah, you do. How bad do you want it? Growth, our growth is the only guarantee that our future will get better. Change is inevitable. Growth is optional. If you don't believe change is inevitable, pull into your pocket right now and pull out a picture of 20 years ago. All right, so that was a downer. So tell the person against you, you good-looking thing. You, I just, you just tell that person next to you, you're just really good-looking today. So, but make a commitment to grow. You either choose to grow or you choose not to grow. And here's probably what fits me this morning is, you know, a less gifted leader can master skills and surpass a gifted leader who does not develop and stays undisciplined. Growth is not automatic. We have to plan it. Here's a good sobering statement about growth. Say with me, I choose to grow. I make a daily commitment to grow. And to prove to you that I, my wife and I, we, we practice these things. First thing we do in the mornings, we turn on the Word of God and something good to minister to us while we're getting ready. Boy, it just sets the atmosphere. It builds our faith up, and it's part of our daily growth pattern. You choose to grow or not to grow. Here's the challenge. If today you would like what you were five years ago, you're not growing. Matter of fact, if today you can look back five years ago and say, man, I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe I used to be like that. Someone said you reach higher shells by standing on the books you read. Don't wait for inspiration. Choose to grow. And number two, just going to give you some tips, some tips to grow today. Now, what's the first one? 
Boy, that was a good class. <laughs> Choose to grow every day. Do something every day. Matter of fact, you're choosing today. I'm telling you what, this church is so well taught. Oh, my goodness. This church is so well ministered to. The different classes that are offered, what your pastors bring to you. And I'm telling you, it's, please treasure that. And be consistent with it. Because I, 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 would, I would say this, those of you who have followed your leaders long enough know that because of their ministry and this ministry, your life is changing. Your life is changing right before your eyes. You can't even believe who you are now because of who you used to be. Amen. Listen, we're child-friendly, promise you. Our child, uh, well, she's not a child anymore. She's 24, and she's like over our creative arts and stuff like this. And we used to have, to have 27 pacifiers because she was already a singer. Everywhere we went, she commanded attention. Now, number two, value the process of growth. Value the process. Value the process of growth. Everyone stops growing when the pain or the price gets too high. What's your threshold? That's, let's take it up a bit today. Let's stretch a little bit more today. That's, that's purpose. Say, you know what? I'm going to come up in my spiritual walk with God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come up and do better in my, my, my mind area, my mind, my will, my emotion. I'm going to do better. I'm going to learn some things as a single that can help me be more productive. I'm going to hang out with good company. I'm just going to do some things that will improve my life on the job. I'm going to make sure that I, 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 I try, try to master the word called called balance, which is next to impossible to master that word. But I'm striving for it, so I stay healthy. The challenge with people who do not value process, they want a drive-through breakthrough. And most of the time, it's just not the case. I mean, people can go to a, a ministry or a minister or this or that or the other thing and say, please just pray over me, and they go out and still do it the same thing that they're still doing without changing and valuing the process. Now, process is so important, we need to value the process. In Hebrews chapter 10, 38, am I, am I making you guys dizzy? Am I walking too much? I'm almost dizzy myself. I was like, oh my gosh, I think I just had you, uh, we're playing a tennis match like Pastor Mitch was saying. I got to sit down, otherwise I get the congregation dizzy. Okay, so Hebrews chapter 10, 38 says, The just shall do what? Live by faith. But if a man draw back or a person draws back, God said, my soul doesn't have any pleasure when you draw back. Here's an interesting, here's an interest, interesting thought about Jesus. When did Jesus start his public ministry? How old was he? What did he do before that? He grew, he developed, he matured, and he got ready for what he was going to have to face. 30 years to face what he was getting ready to face in fulfilling the will of God for his life. Preparation time is never wasted time, ever. As a matter of fact, if you skip a season, you're not going to be ready for the next one. So, oh, I can't stand the season I'm in. Get through it because it's getting you ready for the next one. Skip it, and, and you will, you'll lack preparation for what you needed going into that season. Luke 2.51 says, Jesus went back to Nazareth with them and lived obedient with his parents. His mother held these things dearly, deep within herself. She matured, uh, and Jesus matured. Jesus did what? 
He matured, growing up both body and spirit, blessed by both God and people. Listen, his ministry started at age 30. He prepared three decades, building a solid foundation so that not even betrayal could call him off his path, nobody mocking him, nobody spitting on him, not the death, hell, and the grave could stop him from fulfilling the will of God because he chose to develop. He chose to value process. He chose not to get ahead of himself. He chose that he that knew no sin was made to be sin for us. He didn't run from that. He wasn't thrilled with it. But for the joy that was set before him, he endured the pain and the despising of the cross because he saw you, he saw me, he saw the eternal impact, but it took him 30 years to get to that point. Come on, say, I'm growing. We're taking it up. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him with his stripes were healed. But he had to go through something to stay in something to fulfill something. Good question for us all to ask is, will our foundation withstand our future? Thank God I have a I have a pastor over my life. I will always have a pastor over my life because I tell you what, that is so critical in my development. And I have other instructors, but you can have 10,000 instructors, but there's few fathers. And I tell you, that's a father and a mother in the faith right there. I'm telling you what, I I really highly esteem them. They're good people. I tell you what, they're even better up close. Matter of fact, I I love his hairstyle. You know, we just get along somehow. I just, we do. We just had a vote in our congregation seeing who wanted me to go skinhead. And about, it was about half and half, so I'm holding on. <laughs> Let me get back to something. <laughs> so, listen, here's, here's something. Listen. Adversity introduces you to you. Say, I'm growing. <laughs> Adversity introduces you you. I'm going through adversity. I'm like, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Ooh, I don't like that. Got to change. Jesus fulfilled his ultimate mission in three years. That's a 10 to 1 ratio of preparation over accomplishment. We ought to always choose to grow. Say with me, I want to choose to grow. What else are we going to do? Value the process. Thank you. Very good. Number three. Put yourself in a growth environment. John Wooden, great basketball coach, he said, it's what you learn after you know it all that counts. What's a growth environment? And you can tell you're in one right now. A growth environment is a place where others are ahead of you. You're challenged. Your focus is forward. The atmosphere is affirming. You're out of your comfort zone. You wake up excited. Failure is not feared. Others are growing. There's a willingness to change. Growth is modeled, and growth is expected. It's a leader's job to help you fulfill the length, the breadth, the depth, and the height of everything God has placed in your life. Number four, develop a network of relationships that challenge you at your current level. Not any network. You need to find out what your why is, and, and connect with people that are beyond you in your why. You get that? I, I'm listening. Why, why am I going to network with a bunch of 
doctors and neurosurgeons. Right? No, that's their job. They've got all the degrees. I mean, come on. I, I want the best neurosurgeon working on me if something's got to be done, right? right? So they are networked with people of, of cutting-edge technologies, cutting-edge. You catch that? See what I did there? And so anyway, uh, <laughs> it just comes natural, I'm telling you. But um, I'm not going in that network, and I'm not going to a network of, uh, of, of accountants or a network of, or of different skill sets. But my two whys is I need to be a specialist in ministry and a specialist in leadership development. That's, that's why I exist. So that's why I like to hang out with Pastor Mitch, because he and I are wired similarly. And I hang out with people that will challenge me to see and to do and to know. You know what? You know what, what our greatest enemy is? I'm not talking about the flesh, the enemy, the devil. That's enemy. But a great enemy of all of ours is not knowing what we do not know. And we need to be exposed to areas that we learn things like that. Develop a network. Those excellent at your passion that have exceeded your current level. Here's, here's what I've heard said. I, I, I've heard said you are the sum total of the top five people you spend most of your time with. Well, I'm going to say it again. Who do you need in your life and who do you need out of your life? Pastor Larry Stockstill said the people you hang out with are either helping you solve problems or they are part of it. And we have certain levels. I'm talking about those you're tight with, you're learning with, you're growing with. They're, I mean, come on now. We all have that family member. So what are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. You all have that family event. You're like, oh, God, you got to get prayed up in the Holy Spirit just to even go to that Thanksgiving thing. Because you know it's going to be there. But you got to be there and just to represent. Stay in the love of God because you know, you know. Well, anyway. If we want to go beyond where we are, we've got to crush the current barrier, the current level. Then number five, this is just, you know, y'all are giving me too many standing ovations today. I'm just really tired of this. Y'all just remain seated. <laughs> Be willing to sacrifice pleasure for opportunity. You're not supposed to be doing everything. As a matter of fact, if you are overwhelmed right now, wondering how you can get, a, get, get over tomorrow, I'm not saying there aren't busy seasons, but sometimes I have to evaluate my plate. God, what are the main things? And then what have I put on that plate that are good things, but they're not supposed to be one of my main things? So sometimes we get overwhelmed with our schedule to forget we're the one who set it. And then we get mad at other people around us, So be willing to sacrifice. Thank you for that one good, in, thank you, that, that was good. So often the difference from where you are to where God wants you to be is the pain we aren't willing to endure to get there. <laughs> Am I being a pain to you today? Say guest speaker. Say guest speaker. You're causing me a lot of pain. Now don't mess with me because my initials are JC. <laughs> so... But anyway, I don't know how that fit. But um, number six, here comes. Come on, here comes. Number six, have a teachable spirit. You know, if you want a great definition of humility, is be teachable. Learn something. Let people speak into your life. 
Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. That was C.S. Lewis. Be open. Grow. Learn. Listen. Number seven. You might say, what was one through six? Well, we're on seven. So plan your growth. Plan your growth. We listened to a podcast. Matter of fact, we were laughing because we were listening to Joe McGee this morning. Anybody know who Joe McGee is? That guy is just crazy. I like it. (laughs) Okay. So, but there's online courses you can take. Now, there's training. You know what? There's just things we can do. But something has to change in our daily routine in order for us to make progress. Growth is not an event. It's a process. Value the process. Number eight, learn in the area of your passion. I already talked to you about that. I know, I know what I need to be learning. I know what my why is. Your pastors, they know what your why is as a church. That's why you do what. There's too many people chasing the what's of the world without discovering why do I exist. And they get all confused because they don't have a proper vision. Learn in the area of your passion. John Maxwell said, very few people that are wide in their learning ever make great impressions or very seldom ever make great growth in leadership because they're too spread too thin. And then finally, give up to go up. It's going to take discipline. It's going to take creating new habits. It's going to take realizing, man, I can be better than what I am right now. Man, I really, you know, I've been passed up last few times for the promotion on the job, this time around, I'm going to go to my boss and say, you know what, how can I become more valuable to you? Is there a class I can go to? Is there something I can do better? It will require more out of you or a change or education, but it takes us to give up to go up. So class, let me review. Number one, what are we going to do? We're going to make a commitment to grow. How often? every day. Number two, let's value this process. Realize change. Growth without change is impossible. I'm I'm changing more positive. I'm changing into the likeness of Jesus. I'm changing in my family. Listen, one thing's for sure. if, If all of us improved some today, we bring that improvement to lunch today. We bring that improvement to our family today. We bring that improvement to our job this week. When you improve, your whole world improves. Have a growth environment. Develop a network. Be willing to sacrifice. Have a teachable spirit. Plan your growth. Learn in the area of your passion. Give up to go up. And the reason why you will achieve is because you decided to pay the price and grow.